Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to our latest Out Sports podcast. Uh, we are both broadcasting from Los Angeles today. <laughs> it seems like we've been traveling a lot lately, but we are both in sunny L.A. Uh, today's episode of the Outdoors Podcast is brought to you by AT&T, mobilizing your world. Jim, it's a miracle I remembered to plug our dear sponsor, AT&T. Yay! <laughs> Uh, well, uh, it's been it's been quite a it's been quite a year, Jim. I it's, you know you never know when you wake up in the morning what kind of what kind of story might come your way uh, at, on out sports. And uh, a couple of days ago, I, I kind of rolled out of bed and didn't think I'd post anything. And I saw a, a post by our good friend Derek Shelf went to Hillsdale College about an email he got. <laughs> From his school about praying for the destruction of the evil uh, gay marriage, and it's just—I know you have—you have found a lot of stories looking through Facebook. It's amazing how many how many of these kids are just kind of on Facebook, just posting about some of this stuff, and and uh, and and you know it's uh, and 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 somehow nobody picks up on it but us. Well, I think sometimes they're not really looking for the story or that, I mean, you know, with the prom, the senior prom thing, it was simply one picture I saw. It was like, it wasn't like they wrote a story about it. Like, oh, there's this cool picture. Let's do a story. And in Derek's case, it was a post about this <laughs> really kind of amazing, and I don't mean that in a good way, letter. Uh, why don't you give some people some background on Hillsdale and what the letter said first uh, to give some context of what we're talking about. Well, the the the... Hillsdale College is proudly touted by the National Review and Rush Limbaugh is, is one of the most conservative colleges in the country. And so, you know, 18 months ago, Derek Shell was on the basketball team and decided he wanted to come out publicly while he was at this school. And at the time, the school had an uh, explicit anti-LGBT policy. So he did, and in, in, in the schools in Michigan. And then this week, as you know, as he posted on Facebook, he got an email from the chaplain at the school that talked about um, the, the same-sex marriage, the ugly same-sex marriage being in front of the Supreme Court, and Anthony Kennedy having the ability to legalize same-sex marriage nationwide, and couldn't imagine the effects it could have, and. And the last sentence said, so we are praying for God to give the justices and the courts wisdom, courage, and discernment for evil to be revealed and destroyed, and for a heart of love and sound mind. And what's what's amazing about that sentence is it actually distinguishes between uh, – it actually says if, if if you're praying for the end of same-sex marriage, that 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 is the definition of having a heart full of love and a, yeah. and a sound mind. I mean, sort of just say just wow. I mean, <laughs> um, I, I don't even know how to reply to that other than it's it, it shows that 
the warped view that these religious institutions and people still have about it. And the fact they think that what praying is going to somehow cause Anthony Kennedy to vote another way. But it was interesting how much this story took off when it was posted. You know, you said it was one post on Derek's thing, and then you picked up on it and wrote something, and it really got a lot of attention um, online. It was one of our second most read story this week, but it sort of struck a nerve in people, you know, just the sort of the, the offensiveness of it, of calling same-sex marriage evil, and then it spawned players uh, from various sports teams to kind of weigh in on their on their views on it also. So, I mean, in a good sense, it's sort of gotten people to talk about it. And Derek is going to be on in just a couple of minutes to talk more about this, and he can he can fill you in on the reaction on campus, which has been uh, overwhelming. Uh, but you know, with 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 things stories like this, I always I always think that these are are good stories. It's certainly it's a story about uh, a school. You know, and. It, the backstory, I guess, is that there was an over-eager student there who somehow convinced the chaplain to let him send this email. So whether the actual administration of the school sent it or not, uh, it was a campus-wide email that was sent to recent alumni and everybody. But like you said, we're, we're talking about it. If Derek had not posted that on his, on his Facebook page, we wouldn't have written about it. And Huffington Post wouldn't have picked it up, and news trucks wouldn't have shown up at the school mm-hmm. <laughs> to do TV stories about this email and what the reaction was going to be. And uh, and so for me, the reaction and, and the exposure of this kind of attitude, because as Derek will share with us, this kind of attitude is is prominent at Hillsdale. We just nobody would be talking about it right now. Well, and I think it really shows. It, it, it has it, it rings so old-fashioned, I think, to me. You know, this idea that, that that people in 2015 are still talking about this in that way really shows, I think, how out of step they are. And I think the fact that, you know, they, as we talked about, I think last week or the week before, how how the the, the side knew that side knew, knows it's losing, and so it's resorting to ever and ever more desperate things. And now it's basically resorting; it's lo- keeps losing in the court, so it has to resort to prayer. As pretty much its only shot. Well, it, it has been amazing this year. We've seen several times that a school or or somebody tried to do something anti-gay. Erskine College, uh, the small rural Christian college in South Carolina, a couple of months ago. The state of Indiana, a week before the Final Four, and and now this episode at Hillsdale College. It, it's been amazing to watch some people do things that are clearly anti-gay or anti-LGBT, and they just kind of are sitting in their bubble at their desk, and they think that this is just going to be, you know, no big deal. They've they've been doing this for years. They've gotten away with this for years. Nobody made a big deal. And suddenly, it really does feel like this year, suddenly, people are really... In, vehemently rejecting these kinds of actions and these messages and and even students and faculty and administrators at these Christian schools are rejecting it in a way we just haven't seen before. Yeah, that's what's so hardening about it and I do think it's it's such a generational thing that you know that you look you look back 20 years from now and we talked about Ellen coming out how 20 years later it's like 
we made a big fuss about that. <laughs> it's going to be like, we made a big fuss about this. Um, and, you know, it's 10 years, what, 12 years in Massachusetts they've had same-sex marriage. And I know it's people there are like saying, well, yeah, not 2003, what's the fuss? And I think these are going to seem like relics at, a, at, you know, at some point in the not-too-distant future. Well, somebody who can tell us about one of those relics is Derek Shell, who joins us from from he's in sunny Florida. Derek, you you getting some sun by the pool? I was. I was at the pool earlier today. Um, you know, took took a break to hang with you good folks, but um, it's definitely a, it's definitely a sunny day here in Jacksonville. Well, let readers know or listeners know, Derek won the NCAA basketball pool, which is a surprise because usually those things are won by people who know nothing about basketball. So. <laughs> Well, later, congratulations. <laughs> Which means that Derek knows nothing about basketball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, more a sign of my luck. It was kind of that situation. We have a little family pool, and my um, my mother won ours, and she claims to know the most about basketball, but um, it, it usually goes that way. So, Derek, kind of take us back a couple of days ago when you got this email <laughs> from the school, and and what was going through your head when you when you saw it show up in your email inbox and, and as you read it? Yeah, so um, obviously it happened pretty early in the morning, um, or, or otherwise the email was sent out super late at night. I can't remember, but um, I actually woke up. Um, not only did I have the email in my inbox, but I had two texts from um, my two of my colleagues or friends at school saying, hey, did you check your Hillsdale email? And, of course, I don't. I check it maybe once every four to five days. I don't really need any of the emails that come in there anymore. Um, and I first opened it up, and I honestly read the first couple lines because it started out so uh, so playfully, so to speak. And you know, hey friends, um, I thought it was a joke. Um, I thought it was something that was only sent to me or something. Um, but then I went on my Twitter account, and I saw a bunch of people from the school still follow um, students there who were tweeting about it. And I was like, oh, boy, so, something's going to happen here because, um, you know, I, for some reason I thought that there was no way that this was meant for, for the entire school to see. But it was so meant what for if, the entire school to see. Right, right. And my first initial understanding was that it, it wasn't. Maybe this was just a certain group. Um, and then, you know, I started reaching out, hey, you know, did you get this email? Hey, hey, did you get this email? Um, and it turned out everyone did, um, and then that's when you know the kind of the wheels went in motion, um, and, and I knew something something was going to happen, and I knew I, I would probably have something to do with it. So, when, uh, tell people how gay issues are seen on that campus. It's, um, I mean, to put it to put it simply, and in, in, in a nutshell, it's taboo. Um, it's it's don't really talk about it, and it's very much a house divided at that school. So, um, you know, my school doesn't accept government funding. They're very much their own their own monster. So, you know, there are the teachers and faculty that, that do, you know, hold those Christian values very strong, um, and, and they stand by them. Um, that being said, there's just as many students, faculty, and teachers, um, you know, obviously I don't know the exact breakdown, um, that are the opposite, that that, that are proud to, to work at Hillsdale and be going to Hillsdale, but don't agree, um, you know, on that part of it. So it's very much, you know, I experienced it when I came out, but it's very much a situation where, you know, the people that are okay with it are okay with it and they support you, but they don't really feel comfortable talking about it. And the people that aren't okay with it, 
you know, they're not going to scream in your face and, and tell you to leave. Um, but it's certainly obvious that they, that they'll act differently around you, um, you know, if they know the su- subject is, you know, is, is pertaining to you. Well, it wasn't hard to find people talking about this on Twitter and even a couple of members of the football team. I, I think even before you had posted on Facebook or we posted the story on Outsports, they had already taken to Twitter to say, um, this this email is not okay. So is that changing where students are becoming more comfortable with openly supporting LGBT people? I think so. I really do. And I, I first experienced it, um, honestly, in 2012 um, when the re-election was happening. Um and that's when, obviously, the hot-button issues were coming about. Um, obviously, the entire thing with the, with the Supreme Court and, and just our nation in general with same-sex marriage um, was becoming kind of a, a, a pretty big political issue. Um, that's when I started seeing things, and that was my sophomore year of college when when it was, you know, I started to see, you know, who would agree with me if I came out, who would not support me if I, if I came out, those sort of things. Um, but I think now, just in general, it's kind of a microcosm of, the world people are becoming more opinionated about it they're not afraid to express kind of how they feel about the subject and i think that's kind of how it was you know this email came flooding in and and students weren't afraid either way you know to to show their convictions um you know or support um in in opposing the email so how did you wind up going to hillsdale i mean such a conservative school what was the the either thought process were you not no, did you not know you were gay at the time? Was it a parental decision? or? Yeah, there was a lot of factors. I mean, um, I grew up in Wisconsin, so the, the school is only four, between four and five hours away from my house. It's a good distance for my parents to come visit, come watch our games. Um, I, politically, in that regard, I didn't even think really twice about it. I didn't really have any other affiliation which way. Um, I never voted, obviously, before then, um, and it wasn't a big deal to me. I was just like, yeah, okay, it's conservative, whatever. I'm not going to be a political science major or anything like that anyway. Um, And at that point, I had struggled mentally with figuring everything out, but I was nowhere near, you know, kind of coming into my own skin and and being comfortable with who I was at that point. Um, You know, and I committed to play basketball there before my senior year of high school even started. So this was August um, before my senior year. Um, you know, I was only 17 at that point, or 18. So um didn't have a lot figured out, and it was pretty much, you know, I have a full athletic scholarship. It has a good um, reputation as a good educational school, um, and, and that was about it. So on campus, was there a pervasive talk of gay and lesbian issues or was it something that was simply in the school's policies and nobody really gave much heed to it until say you sort of coming out right yeah that it was definitely the latter of what you said um it was kind of one of those unwritten unspoken about things that it was kind of generally understood across campus that you know the majority of people would not accept a gay student here or or the whole naive aspect of, oh, no, we don't have any gay students here, uh, so that's not a worry of ours because we're Hillsdale. Um, so it, it's kind of one of those things I go back to saying it's taboo. People don't really talk about it, um, or, or they don't feel comfortable expressing, you know, their opinion on the issue. Are you, so some of the, some people have uh, mentioned on on Twitter and Facebook that 
you know, oh, people should, nobody should hire anyone from Hillsdale. This is, you know, everyone needs to boycott all the students and everything from Hillsdale because of this. And, and obviously you have a degree from Hillsdale. And how, how does it make you feel when you see people say things like that? You know that that part kind of kind of angers me just because I mean no no group of people or no small minority can represent um, an entire population. Um, like I said, I met people there who were opposed. I met people there who have never been more supportive, um, and I still have people there. You know, ex-teammates, um, friends of mine, even faculty and, and, and administrators and teachers um, that are supportive. So, you know, that's not really fair um, to the school. Um, just because you chose to go there, I mean, that's like, it, it, I chose to go there, and look how, you know, my situation turned out. So um, I don't think that's necessarily true. You can't really use, you know, one or two examples or a small group to represent the whole majority. Um, they're good people. They're hardworking people. Um, just just very strong-minded um, in the way they think sometimes. Um, and you can't really, you can't really, uh, you know, come at them in a way of anger. You just got to kind of... Um, sit down and, and try to reason in some way um, and try to keep that civility there, but it's definitely not representative of the, the whole entire um, population there. When you wrote your coming out story for us, I remember dealing with you on editing it, and there were things that, I mean, obviously hit the fa- one of the interesting things for Sid and I was the fact that you went to Hillsdale, very conservative, but <laughs> you didn't want to, and the school was nervous about having that be the focus. So I think we made just one passing reference, and you had a discussion, I think, with the dean about it. Um, are, do they? You think they sense in a, that that in their minds they're kind of on the wrong side of history on this? I think they're. <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting question. I think they're stubborn in the fact that they do think they are on the right side of history, and they're trying kind of that last line of defense, I guess you could say, in this whole civil rights issue, trying to keep one of those, you know, in their eyes, a beacon of light coming coming through and, and trying to be one of those people that are standing strong. Um, they, they maybe feel that a lot of people have kind of given up and, you know, surrendered in a way, so to speak. Um, but but they don't... It's, it's, it's really hard to explain, but they don't really... Um, they don't accept government money so they can do what they want. Um, you know, all their money comes from donors. So if you want to keep, I mean, it is what it is in a nutshell. If you want to keep donors happy, um, you got to stay strong in a stance that your donors also believe in or the school no longer exists. Um, it is what it is. That's the way, that's the way the school operates. So um, it, it's understandable when they come at you with certain convictions because they have to hold true to them. Um, otherwise the institution itself at the core um, kind of loses its value. I think you told me that when when you left or after you came out the school got rid of its its explicit anti homosexuality policy. Is is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah, I I I am almost certain um you know I don't want to be uh, I'm probably wrong about it, but there was a there was a certain paragraph or a certain portion of it I remember um because it was when we were at the summit I ended up reading it to a a large group of people there at the summit last year. Um, that was pretty explicit about, you know, any differences um, in terms of various parts of, you know, who your identity can be. Um, and, and to be honest, when I looked back, I couldn't find any of that stuff, um, you know, and that was only eight or nine months in between. So um, I have a feeling something changed unless I'm completely missing it. Um, I know there's always been 
um, you know, ones in terms of race and ethnicity and all that, but I never, um, you know, could find the one that explicitly said sexual orientation. I don't think there is one. Um, but again, it, it ties into that, you know, separation of church and state. They kind of tie in the piece that they're, they're a Christian, they go on Christian values and Greco-Roman history and all that. Um, so that's where they kind of lie in, in their defense. Well, so they've asked for prayer to, I guess, basically change or make Justin Kennedy vote the way they want to. If Kennedy votes, in essence, in favor of same-sex marriage, how are they going to interpret the power of their prayer? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in that room. Um, I was told about 15 to 20 people showed up for their, their prayer meeting, Um I don't know. I don't know how they'll interpret the ruling. Um, I think we all know the way the ruling is most likely going to go. Um, I just don't see that their stance on, on the matter changing. Um, you know, they, they have survived this long um, with the system that they have in place. Um, you can debate, I guess, um, you know, some of your, your guys' readers will debate, you know, what side of history they're on. Um, you know, and, and I can I can say which one they're on. You know, in my opinion, myself. But um, you know, I, I, I venture to guess they're going to stand pretty firm in their beliefs and, and still hold their their prayer meetings and things like that. Um, you know, in terms of the, the stubborn side of them, which which is you can't you can't really fault them for that. They're staying true to, to true to what they believe in. So, one of the interesting dynamics that I've seen on on. Twitter and social media is that people at Hillsdale students and, and other people are attacking outsports for totally misrepresenting the school and the environment at the school and the student body and the administration and what the school stands for with, with that initial article. They say that uh, there are plenty of gay people, that it's a great place to be. What would you tell people who say that uh, that what we did with that story misrepresented this school. Hmm. Um, I think you know the readers know, and you and I both know, nothing about that story um, wasn't true. I had an interesting conversation with someone who kind of described it as you know when you get called out on something as a human and you know you're wrong, you kind of back out into a corner and you start lashing out. Um, you get defensive. That's just the kind of the way it is. Um, I think part of me knows that a lot of people there. Um, you know, still do have a lot of love for that school and defend it, but they know it was wrong. So the first thing they can do is kind of, you know, blame, you know, whatever whatever outlet it came from. Um, and, and I just found it funny because, you know, whether it was whether it was you guys at Outsports or, you know, just for reporting the story um, or just, you know, me for simply putting a Facebook comment out there, you know, on the email itself, um, we're kind of blamed for the whole thing, which I found was funny. And, and a lot of the people, even my friends, um, you know, colleagues at, at the school um, were kind of defending the email, saying they didn't really see anything wrong. It, w- it was misinterpreted, and I guess to me that was quite confusing because, <laughs> you know, calling something destructive and evil is, is pretty literal. <laughs> I don't know how you can really interpret that any other way, and, and to say it really wasn't directed at LGBT people, that's just kind of a lie because, they were, I mean, they were talking about the Supreme Court ruling on same-sex marriage, so that's that really the only group of people involved, so... Um, I think it's one of those things you just become defensive um, and, and you're kind of looking at who to blame for this, and they're certainly not going to point the finger back at themselves. So. so going forward, are you going to be a proud Hillsdale alum? Or are you going to go to any 
activities, functions they have? Are you going to give them any money, or what's your kind of? How do you see the school itself as an institution right now? It, it's it's very conflicting. You know, I'll be honest. It's um, I had a good experience there. I obviously had a very unique experience. It was somewhat of a roller coaster, bit of up and down in terms emotionally, um, but. I still have positive love for that place. I spent, you know, my full, foremost, you know, molding years of who I am there. Um, I did learn a lot. I grew a lot in terms of the type of person I was. And I don't think I would be the type of person I am today if I, you know, would have had an easy track and would have just had a very smooth sailing sailing road. So um, I do appreciate everything they gave me. I do have a college degree from there. I, I, I don't think, you know, the... I would love to have a civil relationship, um, you know, with the administration and with, with anyone there who would love to, you know, sit down and talk. I'm I'm not one who is really huge on confrontation. I would love to just talk to them, and I don't see any reason why you can't, you know, disagree on something and still be civil. So, um, you know, if I'm invited back to alumni functions, I'll decide if I want to go. Um, if I am ever <laughs> invited back, we'll see after this. Um, but I have nothing but love for my coaching staff, um, my 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 ex teammates, that program, um, and I do still have a lot of good friends there. Um, we'll see moving forward. I would really like to continue this discussion um, and not let it kind of just be something that dies out. It's obviously still a big big button issue there, and it's not something that affects me anymore. Um, it's the students there, and I would love to create or try to help create you know a culture. Um, that can, may not be, you know, may, may not be a rainbow flag waving outside the school, but just of acceptance and safety um, for any students that may may fall into that box there. Well, last question, Derek, and it kind of takes off from that. What would you like to see the school do other than, you know, s- sitting down and talking? What do you want to see them do? Yeah, it's uh, that's an interesting one, and that's kind of been the bottom line of my last discussions with everyone in the last two days is ultimately people say, okay, well, what do you want them to do? Um, <laughs> they can't do much. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not naive to the point that says they're going to be some big change. Um, I know the people in higher up there, good people, um, but, again, their hands are kind of tied because <clears throat> the function of the school and their salaries and everything, how everything goes, the machine goes as the donors go. So um, if these donors believe a certain way um, and the school is not representing that view, um, the school doesn't work anymore. So what I would like to do is just, you know, let's get a let's get a roundtable of people that may be involved in this. I mean, I, you and I know of obviously people, other people, Micah who went to Hillsdale. Um, uh, I know of a whole group of um, ex-LGBT students of Hillsdale College, um, people who could kind of brainstorm, let's see what we can come up with. You don't have to change your, your core, you know, conduct just to make someone feel safe. Um, there are ways around that. I'm not really sure what those are. But I just would love for both sides to to in some way, so to speak, put the weapons down and just be able to have a, a grown-up conversation and say, you know, I, I'm not trying to make you change because I know you're not going to, and you know, the, the same is true of the other side. So let's be adults. Let's sit down and let's think about who's truly affected because it's not any of us. It's, you know, the students who are receiving those emails who might have been in my position a couple of years ago. Well, one thing, just I, I would leave this in, in closing. Uh, you know, one thing they can do is they were the they were the first school to add anti-discrimination policy to their charter. They can add LGBT people to that discrimination policy. That would be a big step. Right. 
that's the hope, and we'll, we'll see if something comes out like that in the future. But obviously, first, you know, both sides got to be willing to have that discussion. So. All right, well, Derek, we'll, we'll you can head back to the pool now, grab a margarita, and, and enjoy your time <laughs> in Florida. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much, guys. Derek. Thanks, appreciate it. Uh, we talk about these policies in the vacuum and 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 these emails that like got like got sent to the campus get written in a, a vacuum, but it's at the end other end are real people like Derek who are affected by these things. I'm glad he pointed it out to us. Yeah, well, um, well, we'll certainly stay on top of Hillsdale and. And the the issue of religion and LGBT people in sports is not going away anytime soon. So um, we'll be staying on top of that. Next week, I will be in Houston for a referee camp with the SWAC conference. So Jim will be hosting with somebody. Jim, do you know do you know who's going to be your co-host yet? Mystery guest. I'm trying to figure it out. So I'll, I'll get <laughs> somebody. Maybe guest. my cattle. Maybe my cat will mute for a half hour and entertain people. If you want to apply to be next week's co-host with Jim with the Outsports Podcast, drop him a tweet or a Facebook message or an email. Uh, otherwise, check back next week. Thank you for reading Outsports. Uh, and, and thanks to our week. sponsor, AT&T, mobilizing your world. I got half of it right. <laughs>